0: What it is? What is up? What is good, gamers? This is Show Enough Seventy One, A.K.A. Digger Doolamite. Midnight love. Oh wait, purple bling bling, yo. Just pick one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Multiple Midnight choice. Midnight bling bling, yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into, ep- are locked into episode two oh seven, of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Now, as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime first on deck. It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. that Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, man?
1: Hey, not much. Just uh, over here wishing and hoping and praying Nintendo will give us a stronger, you know, looking game system. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Um, doing pretty good. So I'm happy to be here. Happy to be uh, talking about games. You know, we love them.
0: Yeah, you recently had a, had a significant milestone in your personal life. They uh, hate to put I, you on the spot, but no, that's you want to yeah, share I, that with folks?
1: Yeah, I, I graduated from... Um, uh, well, I'm going to graduate. I'm graduating this year and had a graduation party. My graduation ceremony is uh or my commencement ceremony is mother's day so uh my mom's coming up and get to spend time with my mom my stepdad um and this is like a mother's day present because she didn't think that i'd be graduating <laughs> for, for a while so so she's super happy so yes i'm graduating with my mba uh, my uh, uh my uh, it's an mba in uh organizational development and human resource management. So I'm very happy to be, to be getting done. I honestly do have two, two more, uh, uh, short classes, uh, to take, but I will be graduating this year. So, but yeah, so I'm not going to wait until, you know, next year to graduate. So I'm graduating this year. So, mm-hmm. so I'm very happy.
0: So I'm going back to school for further, uh, for my PhD, degree? no, no,
1: my mom <laughs> wants me to, but I don't know, I don't know if I, if I, could, if I could pull that off, I, I don't know, so. Uh, you could get your degree. Yes, yes, but I don't know if I want to spend all that time, um, because it, uh, the minimum uh, PhD program will get me out in about two and a half, three years, so I could technically do it, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do it or not. I'm still I'm still trying to to think about what my options are, which is great though because I keep I keep meeting a lot of people who who are hiring, so I have two people who who are wanting me to um, put in my application, so um so that might that that might you know not be a, a a bad idea, so but we'll see. Yeah, maybe they'll pay for it. Exactly, that's that's the one thing. If people start people want to start paying, then yeah, yeah you know, we can definitely. We can definitely get this uh, education. People start, people start paying, <laughs> giving up some money. Let's do it. Just, I don't want to go in my pocket anymore if I don't have to.
0: <laughs> Yeesh, these student loans is no joke. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I've, I've paid my fair share of them. I'm finally mm-hmm. done with it. And that's why I did decide not to go back. It's like, yeah, eh, I'll figure something else out. But anyway. Uh, But seriously, congratulations on that. That's a significant accomplishment. Uh, uh, That's very significant. I mean, I think the older we get from high school, the less likely we are to continue our, our advanced education.
2: That's and true.
0: what you've done is definitely not something to be taken lightly so you you deserve all the kudos and accolades that you're going to get from just cuz you really did de- de- defeat the odds. Yeah. <laughs> you you beat yeah. the odds from a statistical standpoint. But of course, our show is a no-go without trader Joe aka Jabroni Chief. You 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 might also know him as the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much. I'm just
3: trying to, like, avoid. I don't know why, but my allergies are flaring up like yeah. Rick Flair over here. Like, I'm not going woo. I'm going choo-choo <laughs> over here. So
1: Yeah, take some. Uh, go to Costco. Get yourself some of that Sudafed. Get yourself some of that, uh, that AllerTech or whatever uh, from Costco. That's what I use. You know, I used to, the uh, 12-hour Sudafed and a 24-hour Allertech, and I am good to go. So that's what I use, and it, yeah, it really I, helps.
3: I need to invest in some of that business. I think the closest thing I have in my medicine cabinet is Mucinex, and that that's ain't not, on the fly. Yeah,
1: that's mm. not working. And that's, that's not it, buddy.
3: That's not it. No, no, no. No, Yeah. Otherwise, now I'm good. Um, Bought some games today. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> awesome.
1: What are some of the gets you got?
3: Uh, today's gets were uh, Ease 9 for the PS5, because the PS5 mm-hmm. version came out. Um, Song in the Smoke, which is a PlayStation VR 2 game. I'm, I'm buying games for VR 2, and I haven't cracked the seal on the VR 2 yet. So look at me. I pre-ordered this thing, long, like, months ago. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that will give me the impetus to do that. And then I got a long-lasting, like, you know, pre-order I made. Trek the Yomi from digital devolver digital on there like that kind of samurai looking game you know yeah it looks pretty good yeah physical finally came out so so it's just it seems like uh kind of on the download there's been some like uh releases coming out kind of hot and heavy as far as the smaller stuff so you know i think what the physical for shadow warrior 3 is coming out in about a week so oh wow yeah plus you know obviously the uh you know, 50-pound elephant in the room, which is Zelda with uh, Tears of the Kingdom. So, but, uh, you know, everyone and their uncle's mother is probably wanting to buy that. Nintendo's going all cray-cray, like with uh, like all these, uh, uh, you know, banning of, of streaming of the game and trying to stand... uh Emulators and that kind of thing. So we'll see what happens with all that business
0: stuff. Nintendo is very... Weird. They are so far behind the social media bent for ge- that gaming has taken on. What harm is it doing to stream what's one of your most, one of the most anticipated games this year? Period. It's because regardless of
3: platform, people are um, streaming it right now or pirating it. But
1: uh, oh, because
0: it's not out yet. Okay. Oh, yeah. they, oh, so they didn't send out any advanced copies to streamers or, or influencers? I think, I think they
3: might have, but there was like a story I saw from Alana Pierce, if you know that particular person, a streamer. You know, she works for, I think, uh, Sony Santa she Monica now.
0: IG, she used to work for IGN. Yeah, she used her. to
3: work for IGN, yeah. But the, she was partnering up with Nintendo to show some footage, and she was all on the list of approvers, proved, People to show Tears of the Kingdom footage, and they put a damn uh, ban on her Twitch channel for a minute. So wow, so she, she had to clear it up. It was uh, mm. yeah, they're gonna kind of going a little bit nuts. So yeah, sure, that's yeah. insane. They need to yeah, they so need a chill. They put out a DMCA takedown request on there. So so yeah, uh, she was in midstream, and they halted the stream. They stopped the stream. <laughs> midstream wow Mm-mm. and she was approved on here uh, i guess she was um showing some uh, nintendo approved preview footage belonging to skill up on here so yeah mm. yeah mm. they're kind of going crazy so you know people in the emulation scene also is kind of going a little bit wacky because um, there's some tools that people use to use switch emulators including a way to get the key to your personal switch so you can run your personal switch software on the emulator and it's just your software and no one else's software but um, they have put a dmca ban on that so you can't even back up your own switch if you wanted to because nintendo doesn't want you to do so it's because they don't want people to pirate software out there. So, I mean, pretty yeah, much... It, I can understand leaving, that one. But they're leaving that... Basically, because you're trying to back up your own Switch software and play it elsewhere, like on an emulator or whatnot, they're basically just telling you, okay, well, guess what? It doesn't matter. You you can buy all these games legit if you want, but guess what? You're not going to be able to do what you're going to do, so guess what? I guess you're going to have to pirate anyway. So, you know, it just depends on how people are... Uh, you know into playing switch games on Yuzu and these other emulators versus just playing on the real deal and chugging along at fifteen frames a second so
0: well, a lot of that could have could be helped have a decent uh, digital uh, account system that would tie your your games to an account as opposed to your console
3: that right? yeah. Yeah, but, nah, the, <laughs> but I, 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 I can't get mad at them on.
0: for coming down on the emulator folks, though, because that yeah, is that, that is the piracy edge
3: it's, it's the it's the gray the gray window,
0: unfortunately. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But as always, folks, our first topic on our docket is going to be the playlist. Alright, Des want to kick things off. What you been playing, bro?
1: Well, I did break out a couple of new games. Shock and awe, you know. But yeah, I did break out a couple of new games. Uh one of the games, well, they're new to me, so just hush in the in the comments. But uh it was Hyperlight Drifter. Started playing it. Uh fun little game. Um it's that you all know it. You all love it. You've all played it before, but I've never sat down and actually played it. So uh I had it for for a long time, and I said, you know what? I want to try to try try this game because I've uh, the new game is coming out, or the new the new title uh, that is set in this world is coming out from uh, I think it's called Pixel Heart. Um, so I'm going to uh, I wanted to see what it was about before I, you know, went and I picked up that game. So. Uh, and it's fun. It's uh, it's like a Zelda, uh, Zelda-like, uh, and or um, like a Link to the Past, where you know you're walking on a on like a, a, a it's not a platformer, but um, but how you walk in the foreground, and in the background, you're swinging your sword and and doing all the stuff um and it's fun the the color palette is is a little weird uh with the with the purples and the blues and the and the the, the pinks and the fuchsias and all that so it's a very striking uh color palette and that's the one thing that i that i noticed right off the bat uh nothing that i noticed is there's no dialogue everything is done via uh via pict uh pictograms so you basically have to i mean it's not hard to realize what's going on, but it definitely is one of those things where you have to you have to you know pay attention um because I don't know where certain things are um and uh the combat is fast and fluid you do have a gun, but the gun is mostly used for uh shooting obstacles uh and creating bridges and and whatnot you're mainly supposed to use your kind of lightsaber gun so so I I played a couple of levels of that. Um, enjoyable. I don't know if I'm going to go back to it, but but again I was trying to find something. Uh, I don't want to say new to play, but I wanted to experience some of the other games in my library. And I specifically, like I said, heard that that game is a really good game. Plus, it um, it just the new game is coming out, and and it looks like you know it could be kind of fun. So so that's what I played um, i also played more gauntlet slayer um i did break down and get the necromancer <laughs> uh so necromancer is is another playable character that you could get um and uh they're pretty cool they have a they have a death what is it called they have a death uh so everyone every one of the characters in gauntlet slayers has a secondary uh, attack. And usually it takes time to, um, to, uh, charge up. Well, her, the necromancers hers is, uh, the more you, you kill the enemies, it powers it up. And then she raises, uh, minions. So, um, so you, you raise up to five minions and then you can raise more minions and you can raise more minions. And then the minions have a certain amount of, um, HP before they die, but that's what you're really supposed to do is you're supposed to kill a couple, raise a couple of minion, kill a couple, raise a couple of minions. And so you have an army of minions running around with you because uh, they're relatively weak uh, without without the, the minions around. It was it was kind of a struggle before uh, before I really was able to um, really uh, get a get a foothold in on the game. But the game is still great. If you have not played it, I really think that you should. Um, it's not, it's I think it's still on sale right now for like less than five bucks. And, uh, it's a four player game and it's, and it's fun. Like I, I, really, I really enjoy it. It, it, it has just enough legs in it to, to really make it, um, enjoyable and, and, and kind of a long lasting type of type of game. So if you're, if you're interested, you know, you definitely should, um, uh, should pick it up. Um, uh, another game that I played, which <laughs> is kind of funny, it's this game called uh, Witchcrafty, and it was another game that was on sale, and it's a I I'll try to it it's a cutesy game in which you play as a uh, a witch. It's a platformer. It's a sectional platformer where you you know where you I don't want to say it's a Metrovania, but it's a platformer where where you're like a little sprite of a witch with like pink hair and you run around you have a little wand and you strike things with your wand and then you get different spells um and then you have like you know hearts like 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 uh link or another other other platformers and it's really kind of funny because you you're you're tasked to uh fight these goblins in order to uh save your your friends um and and it's a it's a it's a pretty hard game too like like the game is kind of hard um the, the the platforming sections are are pretty hard and the and the and the enemies you know are no are no joke um and you have a a double jump and a dash and so it has a little bit of a skill a skill ceiling that that I was not expecting to have. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, don't take it too seriously. It's, uh, it's a very lighthearted game. Um, you are helping, uh, satyrs fight off goblins, you know, and you are like the the master witch or something. And they have, they have everything that you would expect for, um, uh, for types of, uh, battles that you would have. Like you, you wrote, um, Moving platforms, uh, evil, evil, you know, types of things that are that will kill you and stuff like that. But it's a it's a really it's it give it a chance. It's a it's it's a really fun little game. And it's and it's super it's super uh, cheap right now uh, on MSN. So I figured it looked cute. I'll try it out and see how it is. And and it's a cutesy it's, it's a cutesy little game. So just just try it out. You'll enjoy it. I
3: think you said anyway. uh, MSN. Do you mean PSN? You
1: mean sorry, PSN. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it's on. It's on PSN. Sorry, um, but yeah, check it out. I think I think you'd really enjoy it. And then the last game that I played, uh, which should be no surprise to anybody, is Monster Hunter. Uh, I we played um, Monster Hunter um, uh, Rise Sunbreak. So Sunbreak is is here. Um, and we have been playing it and it's it's fun uh joe had said that it's it's like playing a whole new game a whole different game and i kind of have to agree with them it's uh it 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 definitely is is really really good um and i'm kind of happy that i did not play it um on the uh switch because it just looks gorgeous it just looks so good in um uh, on the PS4, uh, sorry the PS5. It just looks so good. So if you haven't bought it yet, it's definitely worth it. Um, and I, I, I'm just back in full full uh, full force for it. So I will definitely be uh, be playing it some more. So um, definitely worth it. If you have if you have uh, Monster Hunter Rise, definitely try it uh, or definitely pick it up because it's definitely worth it. Definitely definitely worth it. Um, and I'm just, uh, I am just right now trying to get up to where uh, these guys are, because they are, like they they don't stop, like they don't sleep. So I'm I'm pulling up the rear, like I'm I'm still in the in the, in the double digits for my uh, uh, for my hunter level, my hunter rank. So they're all damn near 200. Well, I know Joe is, so. So I I didn't even get to 100 in the in the in the other game. So I know I'm like okay, you know what you gonna do, bra? So I'm like oh, so I gotta, so I gotta, I I gotta, I gotta get better because I'm I'm doing a lot of like I'm not I'm not I'm not representing Monster Hunter like I should right now. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to you know do better. So uh, but, but
3: there's stuff going on
1: too, you know that's true so. but but i still want to like i still want to like compete you know i still, I still want to be like you know i still want to be cool you know i want to be i want to be like joe <laughs> you know so uh in any case that's that's what that's what i've been playing so uh jojo what have you been playing buddy
3: uh pretty much for me it's just been uh kind of a light week uh monster hunter rise sunbreak was my main game of course you know and just like Dev said it's kind of like playing a, a like a new game i was kind of didn't know what to expect i thought maybe it would be more heightened uh, stuff from the high rank um missions that we were doing especially some of the advanced missions where we're fighting just like you know like the valstrax and whatnot but it basically brings you into fighting like the regular like plain Jane like um, smaller monsters first and kind of helps ramp it up on here so it's just basically like, like almost like a uh, entirely different game because you're a different hub of course you know it's a more like a European like Spanish type feel to this particular village this time versus the you know feudal Japanese like you know feeling of rise on there so and yeah uh,
1: i had to change my outfit because i can't rock the kimono and and you know the hat anymore like i gotta i gotta have the 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 more you know uh different different looking stuff so i had to i had to change my outfit so
3: yeah but uh you know and i'm actually getting used to well, yeah, I'd like to change my outfit too. I mean, I was, was before uh, Sunbreak came out. I was looking at some fashion hunter kind of videos, and I might mm-hmm. sort of play with my layered armor a little bit more and see if I can mix and match if I need to.
2: I'm about uh, layered armor.
3: Yeah, I you know I haven't really delved much into checking out like any of the websites to see uh, what's the best like. Uh, set for Rise right now, because right now we're like, I'm Master Rank 2. Uh, Kevin's Master Rank 2, Dez is Master Rank 1. And so we're just kind of getting our baby steps into Rise Sunbreak Break get a little bit. So it's yeah. not to where I'm going to sit here and try to grind yet. I'm more just kind of feeling things out, checking, a look at the different enhancements to the game uh they do have a particular addition where you're able to use um uh, like a button toggle to use different switch styles on here and you were able to toggle between two separate sets and at first i was like thinking like what the hell am i going to do this for i'm cool with just rocking the one but i've actually kind of gotten used to switching uh the switch styles now um uh, mid combat and get kind of getting the feel for uh What, you know, set I want to use on here. So I actually kind of welcome that um, addition on there. Plus all the quality of life aspects of it. uh, You know, if you're like, you know, wanting to go out on a uh, like a gathering type of mission on there, your Palamute can hold additional items for you now. Finally, where before you know you're kind of limited and and the game's also pushing you to play with your palicos more there's additional palico skills that you are able to gather with your particular palicos once you uh like you know basically the game sets you up where it puts you on particular missions where if you take like a gathering palico out with you three times you gain a particular skill you take a a bombing Palico out with you three times, you gain an additional skill there. So, and, and it just depends on the different Palico types. So they're kind of helping you realize, okay, there are benefits for you to be able to go ahead and play with the Palicos a little bit more. Because especially playing multiplayer, you get a choice between, you know, a Palamute or a Palico. And like 98% of the time, I think most people select the pal Palo... Palo not the palico, but the palamute, the dog, because it's easy to traverse. You jump on your palamute, you're running across the map, and so on and so forth. So, but uh, the palicos are pretty useful too. So, I enjoy
1: the pala. I enjoy the palico because I like, I like this stuff. Uh, I like the abilities they have, you know, and, and I like, I like to gather tons of stuff. So, for me, I, I enjoy gathering the stuff up. Um, And, uh, and that, I mean, that for me is, 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 is fun to, to have a ton of stuff back home in my, in my, in my, uh, my inventory because I like to sell a lot of stuff and that's how I kind of, you know, I, I I pick up everything, you know, I pick up everything that I can get and I just absolutely, you know, adore just having a ton of, just having a ton of stuff (laughs) that I can, um, that I can just have um, at my disposal, even if I'm not gonna use it. <laughs> um, also i did, I meant to say this through mine is uh, I don't know Kevin's probably gonna talk on his, but I switched my my uh, my weapon. I actually am am rocking the dual blades now it's it's a weapon that I've never I've never really rocked too hard. I have played them before, but I've never really given them much thought or um or uh um or credence so i decided hey let's let's see what the dual blades can do um and i'm i'm enjoying them so far uh they do make you um a little uh i don't want to say they make you a little squishy but squishy because you can't dot you can't um block but I do like the weapon combos that they have and the mobility um that they have. Uh so I think for my time in, in Rise, I might be I might be or in Sunbreak, I might be running with the um with the dual blades. So uh so back to you, Joe.
3: Oh, I did go and play with the dual blades a little bit. I was kind of messing before Sunbreak came out, uh both the Lance and uh Dual blades, And so I actually might dive in and, and try different weapons if needed. Uh, but I've been pretty much 98% of the time rocking my great sword. So on here. So, but, uh, you know, enjoying some break, I will continue. You know, I, I, I hate to be a broken record on here. Just to talk about the same game each and every time every week on here. But, you know, it's kind of like my comfort bread and butter kind of thing. And, you know, sunbreak Break is at least something a little bit different from Rise itself on here. But uh, one other game I did play this past week uh, was uh, uh, an oldie but goodie. I played some Zelda Breath of the Wild with all the fervor about Tears of the Kingdom coming out this week. Um, I kind of picked my train ride um, to kind of re-get back into Breath of the Wild. And so instead of me, like... Resuming from whatever save I had from playing years ago, I wound up, I started a new game on here. And, uh, you know, just, you know, I know people are kind of against the game as far as the breakable weapons. But knowing uh, that I'm going into it that way, um, I'm going to have to kind of see if Breath of the Wild kind of works for me. It kind of sucks. I've already bought the DLC for Breath of the Wild, but I've never even played it gotten to the end game of the actual uh actual game itself versus even diving into the dlc and so i'm thinking you know before i play um tears of the kingdom it might you know owe myself to kind of see if i could dive into breath of the wild a little bit and get get uh, kind of worth out of that particular title so so, and, of course, Switch plays great on the go. I mean, OLED, it looked great on that particular system. You know, I was rocking some Hori, um, you know, um, what would you call them? Not the
1: uh, drawing the, blank. Not the fight pad. The, um, the it's, uh, it's, it's the, it's the, pads?
3: the sp- split pad mini. Split oh. pad mini. Yeah, that's where I was rocking. Yeah. Okay, cool. You know, I usually don't like the uh, the switch controller on the portable side because it's just not conducive for comfortable play in my estimation. So on there, so I know even John BT has commented that he's traded his in and is waiting to even uh, pick up uh, uh, some new controllers if need be for the switch. And you know, I can't even think for the life of me as far as the name of the two little joy cons there you go i don't know why i was drawing the blank there so you know maybe because i'm tired this is this we're we're recording this on on the weekday versus the weekend so you know that's Mm. my excuse that's my excuse (laughs) okay but uh you know i didn't get a chance to bring the steam deck on train like i wanted to uh but you know, rock the switch and enjoy the switch. So I mean, I want to dive into Breath of the Wild. I want to maybe play Advance Wars, uh, you know, one and two uh, that we just me and Des just both picked up. And you know, I got a lot of different games and a lot of different places to play. So I think I'm just going to owe myself to kind of dive into what I actually own versus uh, you know picking up new stuff. Even though I was committed today, I picked up three new games. But AC love you, but.
1: That's, Say lobby, buddy.
3: You got it. I'm not going to worry about business. so. But that's me for this uh, particular past week. Kev, what you been up to? What you been playing?
0: So, I've been playing just like you guys uh, more sunbreak still playing the longsword and the bow and the the one thing that I really wasn't expecting uh, cuz the last time I played bow was on world And Bo was not. uh, What's the word? Uh, uh, A sturdy uh, was. That's not a sturdy class. No. But it's a glass cannon on on sunbreak. It is. Gotta be mobile. It is like one shot, one hit. Some some. I'm getting one shotted more often than I'm uh, than I'm willing to admit. And, I think I think part of it too is that the, the bow build that I'm using is ha- is part uh, master rank and part high rank and unfortunately I haven't opened the monsters that are that are best suited for bow skills yet so maybe I'm I'm thinking maybe that has something to do with it but the master rank I guess the master rank armor that I have is maxed out I mean, I know that sunbreak raises that cap. But I don't know if you can raise your master your master rank, or I don't think you can. Um, yeah. Or you you can raise your your master rank to higher. Yes. Okay, I didn't know. Yeah, by completing
1: quests, your monster your monster rank will go your your
0: master rank will go higher no i mean i mean the armor your master rank oh yeah yeah
1: yeah you will be able to raise it up uh later on i i think you you have to do certain things in in order to unlock it it's one of those progression type things so so yeah you'll definitely get get better armor
0: i kind of think it might just be better i'm better off just trying to open up those monsters that have the bow specific skills that i need as opposed to spending all the that zenny to raise my master rank armor bits up to oh yeah master I wouldn't rank.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't I would not uh, especially everything everything that was from base rise I would not spend anything on it anymore because all that's all that's going to be completely outclassed um after after you get through like the first 5 uh master ranks you know mm-hmm. Because, because even even when I was looking at the uh, we we used, used, used a specific website Game8, um, uh, and even they, even they are like, yeah, it's like like you're expected to um, to start using the the master rank uh, armors um, and basically completely uh abandon those older those older armors. Unless you've, unless you're really like got a ton of stuff in them. I know, I know Joe spent a lot of time on his armor and uh, probably gemmed it all up and got everything. So, so Joe's armor will last a little bit longer, but for like me, cause I'm still like, I think I'm level, level six, level 60 or 59. One of the two. I know that, I know that I can't, I, I can't rock it 100% because the the higher up I go, I'm just going to start getting one shot as well. So
0: I totally, I totally understand what you're feeling. Yeah. So I am I'm, I'm <laughs> It's like I got I I got one shotted by a great jaggy and I was just like good grief, y'all. What's yeah. what's going on? here? so <laughs> really That's crazy. Going on here? Yeah. <laughs> So I uh I just have to keep playing until those uh monsters that I need open up. But the uh other game I've been playing, I had a chance to go back to and spend uh, a little bit of time in Aside from all the other stuff I've been doing not related to gaming is uh Dead Island 2. And the more I play that game, the more I find that it I don't the the mechanics of the game are really fun. The uh what I call it, that flesh system, the the <laughs> the gruesome system that is employed is definitely a uh it's definitely something that pulls me in. The sounds and the actions and the, uh, particularly the, the dual sense uh, vibrations really lay an air of, of heaviness and a, a feeling of heaviness to everything you do. But the core mechanics of the game, the more I'm playing it, I'm realizing that it's just a really fun game. Um the story I I'm I'm kind of I'm it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, I don't know I I don't know if that would change depending on the character that you're that you're, you you cannot change characters after you start a game. Uh, I think that they might have done that to, you know, foster replay. I don't know if I'm going to go back and replay any of these other characters. I started with Jacob, who is like this Brit on vacation in California when all the when all the nonsense goes down. Uh, But it is it is some of the stuff, some of the dialogue is is a little bit humorous. It's none of this is supposed to be serious. I mean, um, I confronted and beat the first boss of the game. And that was, that was pretty, that was wild. That was wild. I, I won't spoil anything, but I'm, I'm actually surprised that they did, that they did that in, in 2023. Let's just put it that way. But very, um, very visceral, very, just, just very, very physical, a very physical game. And uh, you don't really need to pay attention too much to the story. All you're really doing is, as you move from section to section, is you want to make sure you check every room. You really don't want to f- shy away from uh, uh, confrontations because it's those killing zombies builds your experience points. The more experience points you get, the more uh, options open up in your... Uh, passive active and combative trees so you definitely want to confront the zombies i mean now if you're if you're like you know level one and you're getting ready to walk into an area and there are six or seven zombies you know there you might you have to be a little bit cautious but you're the game is incur- you're encouraged to uh confront them you're not really encouraged to run away or hide because you if you do that you're not going to build your uh your skill trees up so but yeah uh Dead Island 2 has been a lot of fun. I have gone and I'm continuing my playthrough with uh Dead Space. Still enjoying that. Uh was not feeling that one section where I had to uh, distribute this uh antidote to these infected people that 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 section went way too long but the game still continues to impress even with that that little uh bump in the speed bump the game continues to impress uh, graphically um uh the environment every every just all the stuff that I remember. Some of the stuff that I remember from the first game, as well as redoing and reimagining some of those uh, jump scares. In <laughs> this, in this, the those those necromorphs. You just never get used to seeing them run after you. It, it, it is it is the no. creepiest <laughs> thing. It, it it is it it's the stuff of nightmares. Like yeah, literally. I don't know how
2: y'all
0: can do it. <laughs> I'm good. Mm -mm. It's it's like Even even if you you turn around And one is behind you It's not so bad What's bad is when you turn around And you see one running behind you Because it's Mm -hmm. just like This This just uh, (laughs) Yeah
2: Kill it, kill it, kill it
3: (laughs) It's not the stuff that dreams are made of It's the
0: stuff that
3: dreams are made of Not
0: at all this is like someone took Dante's Inferno and uh, uh, opened uh, opened a pit to hell and just kind of overlaid both of them and just, <laughs> just see what comes through. And they just took they just took pictures because this mm-hmm. is man when you see them things I don't there is just something about the the animation sequence on top of the ghoulish design. That and and this wasn't really in play in the origin in the original game because of, of course limitations. Now maybe it was a little bit of a different experience on PC. I didn't play it on PC. I played it on. Uh, I think I played it on 360. Uh, the running, I don't remember it being this creepy. <laughs> really? I, I just don't. Mm-hmm. Man. Was, oh man, it's just like. Ugh. But yeah, man, that's pretty much that's pretty much what I have been playing this week. So that said, we're going to move on to what is always our second topic on the docket, that being our main event. All right, Debs. you got the mic, bro.
1: All righty. So thank you, everybody, for um, for tuning in as always. Uh, for this main event, we asked the question. Have you ever played hooky or lied to get out of something so you could play a game? No judgments. We just want funny stories. Let us know your stories and we'll share them. Um, so I, I think people were, were scared that their bosses listened to us and they were worried <laughs> because we didn't get any responses. But I really hope that our conversation sparks uh, sparks some conversation and we can um, add your Add yours or, or your comments to what we what we talk about um, on our vessel line. So I want to start this out because I've just been chomping at the bit to talk to you all about my my hooky uh, story. So I'm in San Francisco. It's uh, early 2000s. I got my Xbox. You know, Xbox is reigning supreme. It's eaten PlayStation's lunch. It's just out there doing it. Like this is—I'm talking about OG Xbox. So I'm like, so I'm loving it with that big ass pizza the box. Duke. Yeah, that could just like you could literally like kill someone with it if you drop it on their head. Right? <laughs> it's it is. Ooh. So so uh, I'm living in San Francisco. You know, it's me, Paul, and our roommate, uh, Randy. And this game comes out, and I'm just like, wow, this is a really fun game. It was uh, Knights of the Old Republic. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was, but that game hit different. I was like, wow, this is an amazing game. Uh, And I sat there, and I monopolized that TV uh, when it came out for eight hours, you know, I played that game. And I and I remember still being on that first damn planet because that game is long. So I just remember sitting there playing that game on the couch, wrapped in a blanket, playing that. And then Paul said, OK, you got to go to bed. You got to work tomorrow. And I said, OK. So I went to bed and I could just think about that game. Right. So I get up in the morning and I call my boss and I'm like, uh, 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 I, I can't make it. I can't, I can't make it. I, I, I got it. I, I'm sick. I'm sick. And they said, OK, I hop my happy ass on that couch <laughs> and I played for another eight or eight plus hours and like they both came home from work and they were like, are you still playing that game? And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, so I I will never forget that 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 game was crack to me when it first came out, and it still is to this day. I think it's one of my favorite games. The original uh, Couture was just it was just so good, uh, and I loved that game. Never beat it, never beat it. Uh, I got pretty far on it, but but I never beat it because I was doing. All the side missions, I was doing all all of this secondary stuff you could do. I just did it. It was such a fantastic game. I did, and I, I I beat the second one though. Uh, but I didn't do like super craziness when I you know cut out work or whatever. Like I actually actually you know was was an adult for that one. Like you know I I you know I put it down and went to you know work and you know had a life. But but that first couture um nights the old republic that who that 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 took me out of it so that's one i'll never forget and and my friends still give me shit about that when i was in my cocoon because like i had the room all dark and stuff and i was wrapped in a blanket and i had all the lights all the lights off because it was just like i was sitting there and they were like damn you like you like like a crackhead and i'm like shut up (laughs) (laughs) you're making me miss the cinematic so seriously because the cinematics for that game were like super dope at the time you know and like the story was so engrossing and i was just like yeah i was i was in it to win it with that one so so i i absolutely adored that game still do so uh i'm gonna kick it over to kev do you have do you have a story for you where you played hooky or or anything like that, or lied to get out of something so you could play games, you know
0: I really don't okay. um, nothing really comes to mind. The only thing that that kind of sort of fits uh the kind of sort of fits the situation is you know for for folks who have been listening to this show for a while, I often talk about how uh, my parents were very uh influential in uh um allowing me to play games uh seeing it as a positive outlet for me uh as a young kid growing up and uh, i'm re- always always been very thankful uh to them for that and, and you know i i I crack jokes about them you know uh ab- ab- about them you know funding you know my habit to you know to keep me on the straight and narrow and whatnot. Uh, which is uh, um, a little bit of uh, um, oh, what would you, what's the what's the word didn't you, that you would call it like uh, um, over exaggeration
2: yeah. uh,
0: on my part. But it is true that they that as that that they're like, as long as your grades are good. As long as you stay out of trouble, we'll buy you all the games you want. That that is very much that was always very much the case. Uh, the one thing that was not always very much the case was uh, I feel that I get I get my my uh, enjoyment of gaming from my dad, which I never realized until one day uh, I'm coming home from school. We are. It is the um. Oh gosh, what was it? What game was it? That came what system came out? It was it was the either was it the ColecoVision? it was either the Vision or the or the NES. Uh, I I want to say it was the NES. Yeah, I think it, I think it was the NES. So the NES came out uh that Christmas and it was either the first or second day back to school uh, after the new year. So <laughs> for whatever reason, our, the school let, let us out and um, early. So I'm coming home uh, about maybe in 45 minutes, if not an hour earlier than I normally do. So I was a latchkey kid for the most part, even though, uh, because usually uh, there was no parent home when I came home, so I always had a key. But I came home early, and I walked into the house, and the first thing I do is I head head down the hallway to my room, and what do I see when I get to my room is my dad sitting on my bed, literally every game that, That was purchased for me for Christmas Both Christmas and my birthday Because my birthday falls on the first Of that year On my bed Instruction manuals akimbo Just like everywhere (laughs) And he looks up, and you, you know, you would have thought, you know, he was a, a two-year-old with his hand in it caught in the cookie jar, and he, he's like, "Oh, um, <laughs> well, uh, you never told me if any of these damn games work, because I needed to know uh, before the uh, 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 warranty expired. I if I needed to go and take these games back and, and make sure that they all work. Yeah, you should have told me that that that." You should have told me that the, if if they all worked for you. Uh, do you get any homework today? And no. Okay, well, since you don't have homework, you know, do your ch- do your chores, and you can, you know, play some games if you want to. But yeah, you you, you, you should have told me that if if all these games work. And he mm-hmm. just he just. That's great, he right just there. Him, him away. Just, just caught like him
1: that. like. Mm-hmm. I see you, Dad.
0: He pops and I'm like you know and, and you know what it, it's funny because uh during the Intellivision era and for those who are old enough to remember that there really weren't any uh two player well I mean well there was a lot of two player games but so if you had a two player game you needed the second person to play my dad used to be my my gamer buddy and until I started beating him all the time so then he would stop playing playing with me so uh, i i in a way i was i, I kind it's kind of like it because like every time we would sit down to play games it was never it was it was never a um it was never it was never a, a fight for for the television, you know. And I knew that there was sort of like like if it's Sunday evening, I know mom and dad are gonna be watching sixty minutes. And as long as as long as the the TV, after sixty minutes, I mean I'm probably gonna be going to bed anyway. But pretty much before then, I always had free access to the family television set, which was very odd, I know, for the time, but whenever I would play, it was not, it was always, you know, my dad was always there to, you know, we were playing football, basketball, baseball, you know, all these different games together. And as I was learning, it was fun for him because a lot of the time he would beat me, but then when I started figuring out and getting used to the controllers and everything, which didn't take too much time at all, then it was like, oh, you know, he got tired of losing. So <laughs> I didn't have my, I lost my gamer buddy. So I, a lot of the uh, two-player games, I had to figure out ways to uh, emulate the computer because, unfortunately, uh, in television games, like particularly their sports games, didn't add the comp- uh, you against the computer function until uh, I think they, I think they call it M Network. Uh, that the M Network re-releases of their sports games came out, and by that time it was I other other systems had come out, but uh, but yeah, that was <laughs> that's really the only time uh, humorous thing uh, that 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 was kind of similar to that that comes to mind. I personally never. I, I I personally never played hooky or anything to, to play a game. I, I, if the opportunity would have presented itself, I probably wouldn't have done that because early on, I'd be afraid, uh, particularly when you had to wait in those long lines at GameStop or Best Buy, wherever you were. Uh, I, game releases, depending on what they were, were often uh, media events. And with my luck, you know, my boss would see me standing in some line waiting mm-hmm. to pick up a console, pick up a game.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that would be it. I could see it.
2: Be like,
0: that oh, well. It. So yeah, so that's so all I I was I never did any of that, but
1: okay. Uh, so Joe, do you have any interesting stories? You know, this could be from school. You know, because I, I I know one of your coworkers listens. So, so I don't want to I don't want to put you on blast like that. So if you have something, no, like, no matter. I could school.
3: talk about work if I need to, but um, pretty much, you know, at least in my current position, I don't really call in sick anymore. Pretty much, I take sick when I am sick. So you know. Not like my boss is listening or anything, but it's just the way it goes. You know, usually you get behind in some of your uh, programs, and I don't want to do that. So I'm I'm up on the up and up now. Like 30 years ago, hails to the no no. I like drew draw all my leave as soon as I got (laughs) it, but it was just maybe to take a day off work here or there. I always take off on a Friday, you know, but nothing in particular as far as a launch of a particular you know game or console unfortunately on here i remember because remember i talked about picking up the saturn and that got surprise dropped but i believe i went to work that day on there so but a couple of stories from my youth um i you know i hate to say it but first period uh senior year high school it's like a half the time i it was dragging my ass out of bed and i didn't go to english like i should have i got a d <laughs> and it showed on here half the time i was like i picked up my friends and we went off and went to the mcdonald's down by fresno state i go by the Seven Eleven over there playing shinobi playing some double dragon you know whatever uh games of the day say it is so joe 1987 1988 truancy and full of
1: ah, yo, but it isn't so.
3: Yeah, uh, sometimes too, uh, cause especially because I went to Duncan Polytechnical High School, and uh, between Duncan and McLean, because McLean there was an actual bigger high school that was nearby, and so there used to be this arcade that used to be like right on Shields and Cedar, like on the corner where they had the fish and chips and the bookstore, you know on there. Uh, and, uh, pretty much this arcade was like, you know, kind of a seedy like neighborhood arcade, you know, you know, you know, the parents would suspect that, you know, drugs are being dealt out the back. Drugs are probably being dealt out the back. It was just weed. Come on, man. But, um, over there, especially on my, um, lunch break, sometimes I would linger beyond lunch and fifth period, you know, kind of, either was missed or I uh, was late back to class because this was back when open campus was allowed on there. So I think right after I graduated is when uh, Fresno Unified went to closed campus, except for like senior year or whatnot. So, yeah, so it was just the point to where, you know, that arcade was the bomb because I used to go and play like ghouls and ghosts, 720 gauntlet, you know, talking about gauntlet slayer edition, geez, <laughs> this is like the OG gauntlet. So on there so all the all the games from back then 1985 86 so good times um you know one other thing even though it's nothing to do with like you know uh skipping school or anything like that but uh back when i went to catholic school um pretty Uh much uh this is gonna this is gonna be a fun story um, I had a video game magazine in one of my like folders and while class was going on and uh I got caught. <sighs> oh got caught. Joe. So it was the issue of electronic games and this is the if, if I don't know if you remember electronic games, Kevin, the old magazine oh, yeah. from back. I, yeah, I still have was... some
0: issues lying around somewhere at my yeah. mom's house.
3: I'm not talking about EGM. I'm talking about electronic games. Yeah, yeah. the OG one. I'm yeah. very
0: much aware. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. vaguely
1: so, it, but
3: no, nah, I don't know if you can remember. It's like from like '81 or '82, des hmm. So
0: maybe,
1: I, maybe I'm confusing you with EGM then. Hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, I know
0: Electronic Gaming Monthly. I got the I got the one with uh, Bruce Lee on the cover. Was there when yeah. the Lee game came out.
3: Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about EGM. I'm talking about a magazine called Electronic. The Electronic games. Gaming Monthly. Yeah, I know. No, they no, I'm not talking. Program. I'm not talking about EGM. I'm talking about electronic games.
1: So. so, so I guess it was a totally different thing that Joe was only. Privy yeah. To. The,
3: yeah. No, this is like a 2600 like uh, in television era. So, like this. I'm is sure
0: like, I've, I've. I know what... I yeah. It's. Uh... Yeah, you yeah, might, okay. might be
3: thinking, thinking of that magazine. Yeah, EGM is different. EGM came out like 89. eighty-nine. I'm a, like a snob over here. I'm like a walking magazine Wikipedia or whatever. I'm sorry. So. Uh, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, remember, let me,
0: I remember the one with Bruce Lee on it, and uh, I. It's in. I? It's somewhere. It might
3: it might be the one with Bruce Lee on it, yeah, because especially if it's during that golden era. But anyway, back to my story. I'm sorry for the tangent. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I did get caught. Yeah, I got caught by Sister Marie Cecile, so this old-ass mm. nun that would, like... Actually, she wound up leaving, like, in the middle of um, my eighth grade year because she got, like, in trouble for beating on a student with a ruler. So, you know, but um uh she wound up taking the magazine i was in seventh grade at the time and uh i was pissed off that she took my magazine during class you know because you know back then the seventh and eighth grade teachers we would go back and forth between seventh and eighth grade classrooms and then we'd get some of our courses taught by the comparable teacher if that's the case and uh I was burning. I was burning up. That she took my damn magazine. So uh, we had a mutual PE between the seventh and eighth grade students, and I wasn't really thinking, but I started uh, to fester about it. I went, I excuse myself during PE. I went to the restroom, and then I got a wild hair up my ass, and I got out of the restroom. While uh, everyone was doing PE, seventh and eighth grade PE together, and I walked back to the eighth grade classroom, looked in Sister Marie Cecile's desk, I found my magazine and put it back in my desk in the seventh grade and walked back to PE. So, yeah. So, you know, um, just, a little,
2: just a little hellion. And. <laughs> yeah, Joe? That's what. A joke. You,
3: Guess what happened? I was laughing all my, I was laughing my ass off. Um, Basically, we both convened a seventh, eighth grade at the same time because school got let out. And lo and behold, the eighth grade class was all held afterwards, 30 minutes afterwards by Sister Marie Cecile, because she wanted to know who stole the magazine out of her desk. (laughs) And she was not going to let the entire eighth grade class leave until someone fessed up, and they fi- finally, I think she let them go after a half an hour. After and all these parents waiting and whatnot, and I had the damn magazine back in my book, you know, back in my backpack, and I was out the door. And she never came back to me to apologize for taking my magazine or not returning it or anything. So,
0: mm, mm, mm. wow, she knew it was uh. you.
3: She knew it was you. <laughs> Oh, if she knows me. She'd probably beat the shit out of me mean, with the ruler that she wound up getting, like you know, taken out out, uh, out the out the back.
0: Uh, they basically. I thought they gave her gave nuns bonuses for doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no no no. For each bruised knuckle. Wow.
3: You got, you got a parent complaining about, it, and you're paying money to attend parochial school over here, Catholic school, and it's like okay. Instead, we got Mr. Herrera in the middle of eighth grade, um, and he replaced Sister Maurice Cecile. and Mr. Herrera. Nice guy, but uh, we used to always give him the business. I guess he was an excommunicated priest. He was like trying to be a priest, and he wound up having an affair. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> not, mm. not being a priest no more, but he wound up teaching our eighth grade class after Sister Maurice Cecile left in the middle of the year. So, you know.
0: Actually, that's the best kind. At least you know he doesn't like kids.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, here, I thought public school was terror was 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 bad. Yeesh. Oh, I got a good education. I know. I know. So, yeah, wow.
3: After I, I, after I started going to public school in the ninth grade, man, I realized right then and there, man, oh man, it's like I was skating, getting by, <laughs> super easy because everything was cheesy easy. So, I was, that's, I, I was that when kind of public student. Public
1: school kids got to hold that ass, and you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is public
3: school now. <laughs> You're like, no. I'm all like, oh, this this class is easy.
0: God. Yeah, because I mean, you know. they don't teach the kids nothing. <laughs> I know. I realized that. Back <laughs> yeah, then. Uh, yeah. I, I, I. Ooh. My my easiest my easiest grades in public school was first through six, and it actually even went even further than that because. uh I went to preschool and kindergarten in a private school, and they had us. We were well ahead of 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 the grade schools. Even even then, we were. They had us speaking a couple different languages. By the time, I I I graduated from there and went to the first first grade, and. I skated through elementary school. Right? Y'all had it easy. <laughs> y'all had it easy. I skated through elementary school. That was like the, jeez. It's like y'all, y'all had can't easy. do I this had, work.
1: <laughs> I went to elementary school and, and my auntie was the principal. So I couldn't do shit. Because <laughs> I would get in trouble. They'd send me to her and she would spank me. Because <laughs> she's my auntie. You know? So it's was like, damn it. <laughs> I was constantly getting spanked and stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was it was rough out here for a kid. When, you're, when your auntie is the principal, so I was, yeah, it was it's pretty rough. So.
3: Uh, granted, because I went to you know, elementary school, a Catholic school, I dig in some fights and that kind of thing. I got picked on, you know, it's typical, you know. But it is what it
1: is. You is. face um, kid
3: made me the man I am today. Oh boy, look at me. Oh boy.
1: But Silly.
3: I, wow. I was—I was probably one of the only ones that decided to go to public school from my class, my eighth grade class. Everyone went to San Joaquin Memorial. I went to public school, and I paid the price for it. So mm. <laughs> they were asking us for uh, essays as far as why I want to go to San Joaquin Memorial back in the eighth grade, and I did an essay why I didn't want to go to San Joaquin Memorial. Wow! Little, little hellion rebellion over You're here. You're a little so.
1: shit, dude. Damn. I know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I had a parent-teacher conference because I went to go see Ozzy Osbourne in the 8th grade, so, you know, during the 8th grade class. So. Wow. <laughs> you
0: went yeah. to a concert during
3: school? <laughs> Not during school, but uh, <laughs> they found out I went to, because my dad used to drop me off at the at the Salon Arena and buy me tickets to whatever I wanted to go to, like, oh. go see... Of course, they they had the parent teacher conference because they thought I was like you know basically entering the gateway of hell because I was listening to Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne at the time. So,
1: wow! If only they knew. Huh? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, you know, I, mean, I mean,
0: you're not drinking bat blood or anything. Yeah. Anymore. No, oh. no. But
3: you know, I happened to like uh, we had a free dress because I stopped to, to wear a damn uniform. Like, you know, Monday through Thursday, it's a Friday we were able to wear our actual clothes and so you know, my parents they, they either know any better or didn't give a shit. You know, I'm sitting there. I, yeah. I actually wore an uh, Ozzy Osbourne t shirt to school with his head being decapitated by some guy with a cross as a execution. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I be, actually wore looking great. Wore it. Yeah, and I didn't get sent home, and I actually went into, I walked into church with that damn (laughs) shirt on top. And I was a little little, rebellious kid, unfortunately.
0: Lord says, come as you are.
1: Wow. Let him him know, Joe. This is what Mm. Joe, this is is who Joe is. You know,
0: Mm. Joe's like, this is what
1: I do. This is who I am, and and I'm here for it.
3: Uh, I don't know why this deviated from gaming, but yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I
1: think it's great. You know, you know, I think it's great. Uh, we all do different types of things. We're all different types of people. So this is yeah. this is all that this is all that it. You know, th- this is all that it is. So so I, I I thank you for for sharing your stories. You know, and youth. Yeah. Yeah, the youth stories. You know, playing games and and being that being that person. So, like I, I, I think it's great, you know. So yeah, uh,
3: you know, I kind of give it. My parents, didn't, my parents, kind of said, okay, it's a, uh, he's going through a phase, you know. At a time, um, me. yeah. And let me I mean, let me be who I, I want to be, and like you well, know, if I, if I want to be dropped off at the Sellin Arena with a bunch of stoners to go watch Ozzy Osbourne in, in concert when I was thirteen years old without no parental supervision, hey, guess what? Go for it, you know.
1: Well, but think about it, though. You, you ain't killed nobody. You ain't doing yeah. anything wrong. I mean, the worst thing you did was was spend too much money on games. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's like a perfect child, I don't know what is. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, there is worse things that you could do. There's <laughs> worse oh, things yeah. you can be. Yeah. So, I was, so,
2: not
1: so, not so like yeah. I, was, I, was I don't doing think it's dope. that bad. Not like, like I was
3: drinking or doing anything nefarious. It's just fucking buying records playing video games when i was a kid
1: yeah you know this is pretty harmless given given what what some people do you know yeah so at least at least you you were doing stuff when you were a kid you know i was yeah i was out here playing hooky to play you know star wars of all things
3: Oh, you know, I just can't. I can't think of any one particular game. I mean, uh, I think I might have taken some days off to play like Fancy Star Online, but no. Uh, yeah, but
1: that's, that's the it. thing. It's like you actually took the days off. I literally called in sick. I had, like, I had sick time. Like, I couldn't use sick time. No, I couldn't. I couldn't use vacation time. I was just like, I can't be bothered. I gotta play this game. So. <laughs> You know, that was that was how that that's where I was with this whole situation. So, but it's I mean it's it's all funny. It's all funny games until you know until someone you know has a kid and then you know. I, I just hope that we're not influence any of our any of our younger listeners. So if you're a l- younger listener, you know um, the what is it the views expressed by the Gaming Vessels podcast. You know, are not indicative of everyone. So just yeah, just Ren, rich.
3: stay in school. Stay in school, Ren. Yeah, stay in <laughs> no school. Car. Stay in
1: school, Ren. Yeah, stay in school. You know, and I hope you don't think any less of Joe Gooney. So, <laughs> so, um, so that's about it for for uh, for, for this topic. Now I want to say uh, thank you guys for sharing your uh, your stories. Uh, I do, I still think it's really cool, you know, Kev, that you caught your dad, you know, geeking out over games. I think that that's I think that's that's pretty cool, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that that my dad was a was a tech guy. Uh, I mean we were we had seed, a CD player like right when the technology came out. I don't even want to think about how expensive those things were. Oh, yeah. uh, he had the TAC reel-to-reels, which were like you know top-of-the-line stuff for the time. Uh, all, so I get I get my my tech stuff my tech stuff from him, but the gaming I am convinced that I get from him because it's like I. That was just like a, a a sight that I just never really expected to see. Mm. You know, all the, like literally all the the instruction mag uh, all the instruction pamphlets and the NES games were just like spread over all over all over my bed. All these cartridges, I had to put all the games back in the box, put all the <laughs> <laughs> put all the manuals back in with the games. I had, to do, I had to do all that. Like, had to clean up after, like a parent cleaning up after the kid. I mean, it's like he, he just—you he would have thought that he was just—he just—he just acted so embarrassed to be caught with, you know, "quote unquote" caught playing Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and and the 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 funny thing was that the I think he was struggling to figure out how to make the Rob robot work because. I, I had the Rob was, for those who don't know, the Rob was like one of the biggest, the, the, the biggest tech scams since, since Labo, uh, <laughs> I think was the biggest Labo. joke of, 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 uh, uh, uh but, any, but my parents bought me the, 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 the Rob, uh, NES pack and, the Rob was like on one side of the bed, and it. I think he was trying to figure out how to get because you had to make the, the head. It, none of that stuff really mattered because the, 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 there was no visual connection that you had to make. It was all using the second controller and the stupid gyros. And so I think he was trying to figure out how to make it work with Gyromite. And I think he just got eventually. I like gave up and just put it to the side, and then just started messing with with like because I got I, I I I got a crap ton of games for the NES that year. If I think if it was if it came out at launch or within the window of the holiday season, I think I got it. It, it was I. I had an, an obscene amount of games for for Christmas that year uh, when the NES came. I think just about every game that they that came out, I had for that for that for that first uh, Christmas. So <laughs> it was. Mm. I mean, I, I I'm like one of the. I'm trying to remember what game that he had playing when I came, when I came in. I don't think it was any. It, oh, it was Urban Champion. Yeah, it was Urban Champion. Um, that was the one that 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 he had in there, and uh, I don't. That's probably why one of the reasons why I have Urban Champion to this day is yeah, not go. one of the most well-renowned titles of the NAS collection, but still.
1: Understood. Well, um, I really do hope that this has inspired uh, you listeners out there to share some of your stories um, when you were badass kids or badass adults, you know, um, and and doing gaming. So so please uh, feel free to share it on our vessel line. Um, And uh, the question for episode 209, if my cat will allow me to do it, what are you doing? Sorry, my cat's like begging for attention right now i'll talk to you in a minute um uh so the question for episode 209 is with e3 going the way of the dodo do you think the days of big in-person video conferences are over let us know and we'll talk about them on episode 209 so please you know let us know your thoughts um and with that you know what's next the jabroni gaming news
3: All right, thank you, Des. You're right, welcome, So, Jim. biggest elephant in the room from this past week, uh, even though we've kind of probably already beaten to death in previous episodes, but um, a particular game for the Xbox uh, came out called Redfall on here. So, And, of course, Redfall didn't hit the way it was supposed to. So... Um, Basically, it reviewed very poorly. Uh, Right now, it's sitting at a 62 for Xbox Series consoles uh, on Metacritic and 58 on PC on Metacritic. Um, And it's a point that they're taking a look at what's going on, at least right now for Redfall, is that, you know, the lack of features... uh, you know the lack of a 60 frames per second mode for Xbox Series X and S just kind of was kind of the, the tip of the iceberg, quote unquote. So, so the game is not very good. So, so what happened is that Phil was supposed to be appearing on the uh, podcast for kind of funny. I think it's called the Xcast, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And um, Phil kind of just went ahead and and decided to kind of, you know, kind of lay things out during the podcast on here. He clarified and claimed that they did not expect such a negative reception to the game. They stated that they had their own internal uh, mock reviews given on here. Which, if you're not familiar with mock reviews, they pretty much have uh, like professional reviewers from media outlets you know that might not be working for media outlets no longer Cohen and actually reviewed a game as if they were publishing an actual review and according to those mock reviews um, they were given the game higher scores so it kind of took them aback a bit and um, Phil also mentioned that uh, delaying the game further uh, it was originally supposed to come out in 2022 Uh, came out, obviously, May 2023. Uh, He made a statement. There's nothing more that's more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. I've been a part of it for a long time. Obviously, on Xbox, I'm headed to business. I have a lot of friends and get a lot of feedback. And just to watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed, I'm disappointed. I'm upset with myself. Uh, we do mock reviews for every game we launch, and this is double digits lower than what we thought it would be with this game through, uh, that's one of the most disappointing things. We would never strive to launch a game we thought that was going to be review in the low 60s. That's not part of our goals, so... (laughs) Um, if you look at our review scores over the past year, this is not a defense at all. I think the teams have done a much better job in upping the level of quality of the games we ship, and this game was significantly below our internal metric compared to where it actually reviewed. But it's not on anybody but us. We have to own that. So you talked about that. So, so, so there's a lot. You know, um, Phil kind of stated uh, in the kind of funny XCast um interview on there um there was another statement claiming that the console is the core of the xbox brand but he reiterated that the company needs to focus on the wider gaming market if it's to be successful and he made an example to state that we're not in the business of out counseling sony or out counseling nintendo he stated that there isn't a really a great solution or a win for us, and you know that we upset a ton of people, but it's just the truth of the matter that when you're third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are strong as they are and have certain cases a very, very discreet focus on doing deals, oh, my God, the deals are so overwhelming. <laughs> Other things that kind of make being Xbox hard for us as a team, that's on us, not anybody else. So, and he made a further statement, which we'll probably talk about here. I see commentary, if you just go build great games, everything would turn around. It's not, just not true that if we go off and build great games, that all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation where everybody built their digital library of games. So when you go and you're building on Xbox, we want our Xbox community to feel awesome. But this idea that if we just focus more on great games on the console, that we somehow we're going to win the console race, that doesn't really lay into the reality of most people. You went on to claim that 90% of the people who buy a console every year already own a PlayStation, Xbox, or a Nintendo console, and that their digital game library lives on that ecosystem. So this is the first generation where the big games that they're playing were games that were available last gen. When you think about Fortnite and Roblox and Minecraft, the continue, continuity from generation to generation is so strong. So, and then the, he has one further statement. Now, open it up for comments. I'll kind of add my own comments too if I'm not tired of talking here. Is that? I see that a lot of pundits out there uh, kind of want to go back to the time where you all had cartridges and discs and every new generation was a clean slate and you could switch the whole console share. It's not just the world that we are in today. There is no world where Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5. That's not going to happen. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, he's very apologetic during this interview. Um you know, it just kind of shows you where Microsoft is at, um, just to add my two cents. You know, obviously, since the Xbox Play Anywhere initiative where, you know, PC was getting day and date all their first-party content, at least, you kind of saw the handwriting on the wall. And between that, not f- publishing physical copies of like stuff like Hi-Fi Rush and other games, Pentiment didn't get a physical release. You know, um, it just kind of, you know, shows you that they want to emphasize their services. They're de-emphasizing their console. And, you know, I think if they just concentrated on releasing great games, that it would bring more mindshare to both their services and their console on there. So... And you know, I'm not. I don't want Xbox to fail. I don't want to just sit here and just harp on Xbox. You know, I own a Series X. We all own Series consoles here. I would love for a reason to turn that console on and just, you know, I know people out there that might prefer to play on Xbox. Fire up their Xbox. Every day, and I totally understand that it's just Xbox to me is only for Microsoft exclusive or Xbox exclusive games, and that's just the way I use Xbox. And so, I want a good reason, and Xbox needs to kind of pull their weight to bring more. Um, exclusive games to their platform and stuff that is compelling it just seems like especially with Redfall being the first Arcane Austin release after the merger with Microsoft that uh, the game didn't really hit all that well and you gotta think of like um, you know Bleeding Edge the first release from Ninja Theory didn't hit all that well either I think that game was kind of rushed to market I think Redfall was rushed to market or should have spent more time in the in the can or they possibly should have even shit canned the game i know instances where sony talked about that they were working on games that they wind up canceling like sony santa monica was working on a sci-fi game for years and years and they wound up canceling it because it probably didn't meet their quality you know as far as what they deemed as being worthy of of a release you know, So I think it's just going to be up to Microsoft to kind of pull up their big boy pants and uh, hopefully bring some of these games that have been talked about uh, in previous Xbox game showcases uh, up to the table. So these, these next, like, 12 to 18 months are going to be super important for Microsoft. And I just hope they could pull it through. All this merger business and everything... Uh, they should be concentrating on this, the com- the developers that they have in-house versus adding more companies to the mix. So, so that's just my two cents. Des, uh, I know you went on a heater when we were talking about all this business after this happened. So what's your overall opinion about all <clears throat> this uh, Redfall and Microsoft and Phil well, apologizing
1: and so on and so forth? I'll keep it like <clears throat> I'll try to keep it quick uh, because I know we do talk about Xbox a lot. Yeah. The main thing about that that I think was hilarious is when he said, you know, if we like people say if we create good great games, then people will sell their Xbox. No, no. If sell their you PS5s. You mean? Their PS PS5s. No. The thing is, if you make good games, people will buy your system. That's that's what you. That's for whatever reason. That's what you're not understanding and and wanting to you know put all of your hopes and dreams on your online or on your on your service on game pass and showing that you you're giving all of the xbox players uh this this uh, value to be able to play all the back catalogs and and stuff like that well that's great and dandy and all but as kev said as kev has said m- multiple times you know, we didn't pay, you know, five bills to pay to play like two or three, you know, gen behind games. Like we want to play new games, and for whatever, I don't know when it happened, but they just stopped becoming a a game, like a, a gaming company, and became a service uh, a service company. So, I mean, they're literally becoming Netflix, um, and I think that's kind of what they wanted, but. They're trying to force people uh, – the, the, it, it's like they're trying to force a new market to emerge or, or speed up a market that, that, that they're hoping to emerge when it's not. And, and they gambled that uh, people would be okay with this, and, and they're not. And I just really believe that Phil and the folks over at Xbox are really out of touch right now with what their consumers want and and i don't know if that means you know new leadership is 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 needed or what but when we were talking about this when this first thing hit a couple of days ago You know, I've always been, you know, I've always tried to champion, not champion, but I've always tried to, you know, think about Xbox being like, because I I, I, want to play the Xbox, you know, and as long as Phil is smiling, you know, as long as Phil is smiling, like everything's okay, I'm like, okay, you know, I think everything's going to be okay, you know, Phil's on the case, Phil's going to do it, you know, Phil, you know, they got this, they got these acquisitions, they're going to start pulling out new games, you know, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, and I think people are 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 tired of that of 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 when you know people want it now because you know they they spent this money you know and and nothing has flourished you know in the in the in the Xbox ecosystem, and it's sad. It really is sad, and and it makes Phil look incredibly weak uh, to put this out, and. And for him to come out and fall on his sword like that is just like i I, I, I don't know like I, I don't know what to expect from Xbox anymore. and and as a as a console, as a company, I, I, I have lost a lot of faith as a consumer uh, with them. Um, and even though I'm not gonna sell my my s, I'm glad I didn't buy it X. You know, and even though I'm still, you know, hyped for Avowed and I'm still, you know, kind of hyped for Starfield. I don't think that I don't think that those are going to be enough to to really turn this ship around. I I really believe that that Xbox is just kind of sailing, set adrift, you know, and whatever course they tried to bring us on. no, it's 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 just not working, so. I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, I think Kev, when he when he chimes in, he has a couple of ideas of what they could do. Um, but for me, I don't know, dog. <laughs> like, hmm. I don't know. So, but that's all that that's all I got to say about Xbox. Ready, I, mean, I I think at
0: the I think at the end of the day, what needs at the end of the day what what Phil did was basically say i on the surface and i think a lot of this stuff was was pr act oh yeah i really do oh yeah i think this is about making yourself look weak in the face of the uh uh, of the of the uh who is uh, what's that governing body in britain the the rca esb nba uh whoever's in charge of monitoring u k uh, big business deals that that deny the activision uh deal for that part of the world, I think a lot of what he said is to make himself look, oh woe is me in the wake of the appellate the appeals process. Like Activision hired some high powered attorney to look into it, and Microsoft has hired a team of high powered attorneys that specialize in this type of thing to uh put a case together and uh appeal the uh the the uh that organization's uh, denial so I don't really believe the the "woe is me" act that Uncle Phil was putting on uh, for the for for that show. What I do believe, though, and other people have said it, and I kind of really didn't think it was the case, but now that we've had Redfall, and in conjunction with some of the other uh, releases from Microsoft, and I'm including hi fire Rush in, in that and how, how the accolades were given and the things that Phil, that Phil said, the console only exists because it is right now the most efficient way to deliver their service. We don't have a decent enough broadband. PCs are very expensive. If you want one that's gaming specific i mean yeah i know you can scale things down but who wants to play on who wants who wants to play pc games that are that that have less functionality or less performance in the console to me that just doesn't make any sense plus you're spending more money at the end of the day anyway on the hardware so the console is still the the all-around way to deliver the service and that's the freaking problem. The is purpose is to deliver games, right? And when I'm listening to Phil say that, well, you know, the, the thing that, that, that a console is supposed to do, which is deliver games, we can't do that. That's basically what he said. We can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't know how to do that. We and, and another thing that that ticked me off when he said, Well, when we're in third place and the competitors are so strong, and uh, you know, they had and then they're, they're as if it, it in a way it sounded like he was dismissing the years and, and years of hard work that Sony and Nintendo put in to building the fan base that they have. And, you know, in kind of like in a a compare and contrast, you know, shout out to the Gaming Grindhouse. Uh, Jez did a, he did a comparison. It was Sean Layden giving at at, uh, the DICE. uh, I can't remember if he was receiving an award there at DICE or if it was just a presentation he was doing. But he was doing some, uh, you know, Kind of like what what they call that uh, behind the baseball kind of like a a behind the scenes overview of where Sony was in their PlayStation division uh, moving from the PS2 into the PS3 and he was saying we we had we suffered hubris. And we did not, we did not see the changes in the market that were taking place. We did not see the way the needs of gamers were changing from the PS2 moving into the PS3. We came in it at a, at a crazy price. We tried to justify that by the by the tech that was in the box, but and on top of that, we we didn't have we didn't have games and come to find out when you look at the when you look at the at the money PlayStation or Sony did not recoup from the fiasco that was the PlayStation 3 until well into the middle of the life cycle actually closer to the end of the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 they were still recovering from from that fiasco you had you had third party big third parties Talking about how they may not Continue they may not support the PS3 because it was too hard to Program for you had Third party games being significantly Poor performing in Comparison to the Xbox 360 Counterpart and He said they had to Do a serious Look at what are we doing Where did we screw up How do we make things right for the for the next generation and how do how do we how do we move forward? And the way they move forward is that they started putting out can't miss games. That's how they move forward. Why? Because they make they're making a console. That's the purpose of the console listening to uh, listening to Phil he was almost acting as if Nintendo and Sony just 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 had it like that from day 1 you know like 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 a trust fund baby who who didn't work to earn anything and just has just has the world on lock because of they won the genetic lottery Well, when the the two, when they're just so strong and the deals that they make, make it so hard for us to be, for, for us to be Xbox. No, it's not what they're doing is they're showing you that it requires some talent, some dedication, some love of craft and love of art and the ability to manage those studios so that they don't get too far off the leash, reel them back in when you need to reel them in and let let some slack out when you need when you when that needs to happen and getting games out at quality. If you need to delay the game, guess what you delay the game. You know, if for those who are familiar with raising kratos, uh they talked about how they showed Shuhei Yoshida a a early build of what was going to be uh, the God of War 2018, and Shuhei was like, "Nah, this ain't it." They had to they had to take everything back to con back to concept, and the result was one of the best games to ever to ever be put to be pressed to disc. Microsoft does not have that kind of drive to do put in that kind of work to succeed that's why they want to buy everything so they can just slap the projects that are in there into a service well guess what you're not going to get triple a quality games in a game pass in in a in a game pass exclusive service on your console it, it's just not financially it doesn't make financial sense. You're going to tell me that you're going to spend 15, 20, 30 million dollars on a on on a game. I don't care if it's single player, multiplayer or what. When the the the, the plan is for you to make a whack ass game that can play on a tablet, that can play on everything because remember the the theme of Game Pass Play where you want, when you want, with whom you want. That includes includes the tablets, the cloud, your phone. I didn't pay five hundred dollars for a console. Well, I didn't pay five hundred dollars. I, I got the damn thing for free. Thank goodness I didn't pay anything out of pocket for this Series X. But if I did, like everybody else did for the most part, you don't pay five hundred dollars for a console to play games that can be just as easily enjoyed from a fidelity aspect on your freaking phone. On your iPad, I, at least I don't man, I don't and nothing that we have seen, nothing that we have seen. We've been we were told 12 teraflops eat monsters for breakfast, the world's most powerful console and we're just not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I mean, yes, they have Forza. Yes, well, Forza has always been good. Yes, they have Gears. Okay, great. Yes, well, they had Halo. We then, then, then uh, you know, Halo Infinite came out. And, you know, of course, they, they want to say, well, it it, it was well-received by the critics. And I'm kind of sort of convinced that Starfield is going to be what Halo Infinite turned out to be it's going to be one of those it it's too big to fail type of things i i honestly think that a lot of people just capped for halo you know, i mean i'm not a halo fan so I, I didn't have i didn't play halo infinite but the video the gameplay that i've seen the long gameplay that i've seen of the single player you i struggle to see the 88 the 89 whatever Metacritic that Halo Infinite has in the single player, I struggle. Now, granted, I'm not a Halo fan. I haven't played it, so I can't give you. I'm not going to be able to give uh, my opinion on it because I haven't played the game. But I struggle to see it. I struggle to see it. And <laughs> I'm just going. I'm just going to go out and I'm going to go out and say it. I think it's time for, I think if, if Microsoft wants to be serious, if this is the direction that they want to go, I think Xbox just, they just need to stop being in the console business altogether and just be a third party publisher. Then it, then it makes sense for the, for the actions that they're taking because they're not doing anything to win over I mean, there's always going to be the bots. There's always going to be them. But they're not doing anything to bring people and win folks that, you know, like you were saying, you know, everybody's made their digital decision back in the Xbox One, PS4. Okay, so let's say that you're not going to convince someone to sell their PS5 and get an Xbox Series X. Why can't you try to convince them to man, I gotta get a Series X or I gotta get a Series S because this game avowed is just super dope. I, he he's talking as if he was talking in mutually exclusive terms, and that's just that's that's just that's just insane. As, that's just insane to me. Um, and I've been listening to podcasts and folks trying to, you know, say, well, Phil meant this, and people, well, because uh, the changes in the industry, you know, Sony uh, didn't sell hasn't didn't sell as many, uh, their quarterlies were down, and in, in 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 software because you know people don't buy. I heard one podcast say people don't buy consoles for games, and. I was like, "What? Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, that makes absolutely. We well, said that people change be p- change platforms when the other company screws up, and I'm like, well, if if that's the case, then Sony never would have recovered from the PS3." They never would have recovered from the PS3. They'd 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 still be be, be lagging behind. So, I don't know, man. I, I I've said it before. I've uh, you know, uh, it's time for a new challenger, and I don't know who that would be. There's very few companies that have the capital to compete uh, in the console market as it exists today. There's probably even fewer that would be willing to take that financial risk in the console market as it as it exists today. But I'm I'm the um, the only thing my Series X is really going to use. I'm going to get out of it once I finish Sonic Frontiers is going to fund my Switch successor. <laughs> there you go. Depending on how many shekels GameStop is going to give me for it, I just don't see um, Xbox as being a contender in the gaming space anymore. They they've proven that they don't really care about the quality. They just want to do anything including opening up the bank vault and buying it and buying the industry so that they can slap it on game pass that's what they want to do that that's how they're that's how they want to compete in gaming they don't want to give me better experiences they don't want to build a better wheel right they want to buy the carriage that the wheel is attached to and Hey, hey, you want to play some games? This is where this is where this is the carriage you got to roll with. And and I I really do hope that they just get out of the console business altogether and just let if let somebody else step in and and be. A contender. Because I do believe that competition gives us all a better product but Xbox ain't the one to push Sony forward in any way shape or form when it comes to games they're just not you know well, yeah. Redfall Redfall's got to be Redfall has got to be ha, has got to that has got to be like and I don't even know of any game <laughs> can can pick up the slack that that the Xbox catalog is in right now with regards to their console i don't know hopefully it's good that's really all i got
3: oh i think you uh, knocked it out of the park as far as what you wanted to state i mean the only other thing i could kind of comment on is you know the whole like you know talking about uh, their, their competition pains for exclusives that came exactly from Microsoft It came from, remember when Shadow of the Tomb Raider came out and It wasn't that Shadow, was it Rise of the Tomb Raider? Rise of the Tomb, of Tomb Raider it That was, was ex- the
0: reason why I bought an Xbox One
3: Yeah, it was an Xbox wanted to play exclusive. Tomb Raider Yeah, um, what else did they do? They did a bunch of exclusives They had an exclusive, if you remember back Mass Effect, you remember Mass Effect Mass One effect. just came out on Xbox, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and so Grand
0: Theft Auto, they had that locked down on the 360 for content. Uh, yeah. That was under the Peter Moore, the the, the 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 Peter Moore regime, and that's something that's something else. Uh, Jay Allard, Peter Moore, those guys were bulldogs, okay. Those guys really wanted to push and make the Xbox a re- made. Well, they made the Xbox a a real competitor in in the console space. Phil doesn't have that drive, man. He, he he's he's he he wants to he wants to get everything in this in this Mambi Pamby. Uh, generic service, and I'm sorry, I I just don't see any real creativity. I mean, okay, well, well, well Penament was highly rated. Okay, yeah, that that that's wonderful. Hi-Fi Rush was highly rated. Okay, that's wonderful. And those are the type of games that you want that that are like round out a collection of AAA highly rated games. That's fine. But did I spend or did the people that bought a Series X spend $500 for graphics like Pentiment? I hope not because they could have just played that on a on a damn on their damn phone. You know, I I don't know. Okay. Crazy. I'm sorry. That's all right.
3: No worries. Um, and last thing on this, Microsoft Xbox Game Showcase is going to be on June 11th um, during the XCast podcast. He was asked by Paris Loli about the previous showcase. Uh, they talked about the previous showcase they showed in 2022 where they had a 12-month plan of all the games coming up on there and uh, a lot of the things that they commented that uh, we don't know know a lot about some of the games they announced during that particular showcase, including Avowed, Perfect Dark, Everwild, uh, Fable, State of Decay 3, and Contraband on here. And Phil commented about this year's showcases. I'm not going to try to oversell the showcase here, but if I was on the other side watching this, like, hey, after Redfall, I'm going <laughs> to put my hands on the controller and this is what I'm going to... Going to take it, take to prove it to me, but this is not what Showcase is. So I'm very enthusiastic about Showcase. We're going to announce some things that people haven't seen, some new games, and we're going to give some updates to some things that were on your list. Uh, The other thing that really gets me excited is when I look forward over the next quarters, which has always been my focus. How do we get a big game out every quarter at quality that things are lining up finally after some of the slowdown through COVID? I'm tired of talking about that, but I can now see that we got some games coming every quarter that I think will surprise and delight our customers. So. Uh, We still have to deliver on the creative. We still have to deliver on the technical. Not every game we ship is for everybody. We know that, but we're not trying to build the one game to rule them all. Uh, We will have different creative takes and we'll have a very diverse portfolio when you think about the stuff that Microsoft Game Studios builds. But I like that. I think for what we're trying to do as Xbox, this is not to mimic any of the other platforms out there, create our own brand, and identify the diversity of what we build. Hopefully, we'll be ending up as a strength. But we have to do it at quality. We have to do it on time, and we have to show people that we're actually going, that what they're actually going to see. We have to show gameplay. I think that's beyond that. We have to put great games in the hands of our players. There's nothing else. So, So, you know. We'll see come June when this showcase happens and kind of see where things go. I'm hoping to be surprised. I don't know how you feel, Dez, and you only could hope for the best and you know see what happens.
1: Well, hope springs eternal, like they say. So
0: yeah, that's all I can. He say ain't even that. hype for it. I mean, I'm I mean not. he's not. He ain't No, I, I, I don't. It's mean, hard. I don't mean you, Dez. I don't mean you, Dez. I mean no, I'm not. No.
1: Hype, neither is he, though. I see, got I you. <laughs>
0: So it's like, how can I give a damn when you don't? (laughs) I mean, it's just like, bruh, I don't know, man. I don't know. And this whole thing about our internal, the the, the internal process for our mock review, if your mock review is telling you that game... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was going to score double digits higher than it did. There's something really wrong with you, who you got who you got reviewing your games, bud. I mean...
3: They got the same people reviewing bad. Saints Row, you know, so...
0: <laughs> that tells me that you either got a bunch of yes-men who just say, y'all's a boss, we gonna get this game out right here. Uh, or you really don't know what you're doing. You really don't know what you're doing. I don't know which. But then again, he was on a show with a member of the Gaming Chair Mafia who was selling the the benefits of Redfall to everyone on his other podcast, which is like, you know that game was shit when you played it back then, and you didn't tell anybody. You were just saying, "Oh well, you know, you got these different weapons, and you got da 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 da." You know, again, shout out to Grinding Gears who played the played the tapes, and it's like, okay, it's like, what game did he play, and why didn't I get a chance to play that? I don't know, man. No. All
3: right. Well, we'll hope for the best. We'll see. We'll talk about it in future episodes to come for sure. Now, one point of topic that we talked about previously is Nintendo and their Switch successors. So Nintendo made a statement to their investors earlier today following its company's most recent financial results on here. And they have stated that uh, there's still some life to the Switch platform yet. Uh, this is from uh, games industry analyst Pierre's Harding Rolls on here. I expect the new Zelda to drive hardware sales to those upgrading from their older versions of the latest OLED model and probably uh, f- from some entire new Switch buyers that will help Nintendo reach its shipment target for the fiscal year ending March 2024. They expect a new next gen Nintendo console to be released in late 2024. So. So we are not looking until at least the end of next year for a new console from Nintendo on there. So, so what's your guys' opinion? It's just going to be like okay, and just like we're waiting for games on Xbox, we're going to be waiting for hardware (laughs) from Nintendo basically. So.
1: That's exactly it. That's that's what makes that's that's what annoys me about. Nintendo is their hardware is terrible. It's like, come on now, you know. Now we got to wait for games for Xbox. Now we got to wait for hardware from Nintendo. Y'all are just killing us.
0: But it's printing money. It is. It, it is, is printing uh, money. Uh, it is. It is printing money, and uh, you know, I've gotten Cracker Jack toys with more CPU power than that's in this than mm-hmm. them that's in the Switch. That's what's so crazy, and. I don't know. I, I mean, we all know that a Switch successor is going to come. And, you know, maybe, you know, this. But again, I would rather have it come later when they have some some hard-hitting titles to launch with it. Like, I don't know, maybe another Mario game. That would be great considering the success that we just had with the movie. Um you can tie a, a a really impressive Mario game with that. Maybe, dare I say, some some new IP that would be interesting. That would be cool. Or return of some IP that have been missing for a long time. You know, like uh, uh, F Zero, a return of an F Zero, return of uh, uh, Star Fox, if, a good one you know that would be there's a lot of th- avenues that they could take with a switch successor i just hope that it has the horsepower to run some of these you know run games a little bit better a little bit better give me solid 60
2: yeah
3: I might have to check out the emulators on PC and kind of go from there and see if there's much of a difference between playing on Switch and kind of take it from there. But uh, that'll be, be up for me to take a look at my library and kind of go from there. Maybe we'll talk about it in a future episode if I ever decide to do it, but we'll see. So. All right, and other news: uh, Street Fighter 6 has its open beta coming up, so we got something to look forward to on that front. So it's coming out on May 19th and May 21st for Xbox Series consoles, PS5, and PC. So um, it's going to feature eight characters on that, and includes Chun Li, Guile, Jamie, Jury, uh, Ken, Kimberly, Luke, and Ryu on there. So it's kind of similar to the closed beta test 2 that was held in December of 2022 and you're able to go in and use uh, rank matches, casual matches battle hub matches and kind of use the um, game center and so on and so forth so so it's, it seems like uh, we'll get a better idea as far as how the game plays, the game is going to be out um, and released um, on June the 2nd I believe is coming out yeah, on there so so, um, are you guys looking forward to maybe checking out Street Fighter Six in the demo coming up, or is it a point that you maybe wait until the actual true blue game drops? I'm gonna, you know, gonna wait till the actual
1: true blue game drops, you know. Um, I played around with the demo with the with the creation with the uh, uh, what is it the the training mode or where you're actually running around the city? You know, and I liked that. I thought that was pretty fun so i'm probably going to wait you know because i'm not a i'm not an online fighting type of guy but i have to see how that that aspect of the game works because if it's like a full-fledged like you know running around beating the shit out of people i might have to play i might i don't know you know that might be fun so but at this point nah I'm, i'm 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 gonna wait
3: yeah. Uh, for me, I might check it out, but I know I already have the game pre-ordered. I am buying it day one. I'm gonna try to play it day one once after I pick it up. So it's uh, I think especially with a fighting game, it's good to jump on wherever when everyone else jumps on. So that, yeah. you know, we all get yeah, you good at the same time. Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So. Yeah. I'll I'll be there. I'll be there day one. I if I if I if I can jump into the beta, I will. Um. But I I, t- I tell you man, it's like Luke was just surprisingly good to play, and that that is like the biggest surprise for me, because <laughs> for, for, I didn't play I didn't play him in Street Fighter Five by the time he launched there, but Luke is is surprisingly fun. So I I don't know. I thought I thought Kimberly was going to be my main uh i mean i'm still definitely gonna gonna try gonna try her try her try her out but i think i'm gonna have to have luke in the in the pocket somewhere because he's just a, a really fun character i was really surprised at that
3: good deal and then other news, just very brief. Um, we got announce an announcement uh, for Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragon. So it's coming out for everything under the sun. PS5, Xbox Series consoles, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So uh, this is being published by Modus Games. It's being developed by a developer called Secret Base, which they're based out of Portugal. They're not um, very secretive there. I don't know. They're pretty mm-hmm. secret because I think the only other game they've developed that I've seen is this game called Streets of Red on here, but uh, it's a point that they've done games in this genre before, but they are basically taking the Double Dragon um, license and running with it. So they are. this is going to be a cooperative beat 'em up obviously, because it's Double Dragon, but uh, you're able to play duos of fighters, and there's going to be some roguelike elements as well into the game So so they're going to have four playable characters So they got Billy and Jimmy obviously uh, Both of them uh, And then Marion on here And she's actually wielding a gat So she's going to be shooting a <laughs> firearm On there And then they Lost have the um, Uncle Maton On here, a riot shield wielding powerhouse So they got this big black guy Named Uncle Maton on here We're Ready to KO people With his uh, riot shield on here but you're able to tag in tag out with uh, both lee brothers on there or switch it up with some different characters on here but uh, uh, you're able to actually select the order in which you choose your missions on here as far as which uh, you know missions you do and it will affect the length the number of enemies and the overall difficulty on here and then you basically are earning cash uh, during your playthrough, to be able to open up different characters and upgrades on here. So, and uh, depending on uh, basically if your session ends on there, you can convert any cash into tokens, unlock any bonuses between sessions on here. So, you're able to like, kind of use it in the roguelike type fashion to be able to go ahead and uh progress further into the game on here so i have to see how deep the rogue roguelike elements go in my opinion i think you know i you know i wish they'd have an arcade mode to help out as well but uh any excitement for this so are you gonna you know think double dragon might be a good game might not be a good game depending on the developer and what happens with it
1: i don't know i mean i honestly i i really don't know i mean i saw some of it and it looked fun um it just I I I I don't know I don't know at this point I think it's a a title that's you know right for um, new blood so I'm glad someone picked up the IP and is doing something with it but I really want to see what it, I really want to see more of it you know
3: yeah it seems like the character sprites are kind of small they're like chibi almost and I like the art style though so and Kev are you excited for this one you're gonna kind of take a wait and see see what happens with it
0: I. Th- I think I'm going to wait and see. Um, I don't know the 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 art style. I'm not in love with it. It it's it it's kind of like they were tr- kind of like what way doing, but not exactly. I, I I love the 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 pixel art in in forwards, uh River City Girls and yeah. the, the the Lees are in they, I mean you know they're not playable but they're you can um uh they use the double dragon license Miriam is playable in River City Girls too, and their design and implement Im- implementation of her in that was fantastic she was one of my favorite characters to play so this one is I yeah I don't know <laughs> I'll have to see
3: yeah it might be worthy to check out and see if Streets of Red is like cheap to see what they worked on previously because they're looking I at Streets it. of Streets of Red Streets of Red kind of looks almost dead on similar to this game yeah. actually so
1: yeah when when I heard it was from those from that team you know and I've played Streets of Red and it was a fun it was a fun game you know and and i just that's what i mean like i i just hope that it's more than what streets of red was because streets of red was great but i just need a little bit more you know just a little bit more that's all Mm
3: -hmm. yeah yeah correct myself it is a team from singapore actually so secret base is based out of singapore so and then I'm going to end this new segment on one last story, and it's kind of interesting, but Capcom has recently trademarked a name of a game, and the name of the game is going to be Monster Hunter Puzzles, Feline Isles. So, um, Okay. But, uh, what people are speculating now is that they might be releasing a version of a game that came out for the PSP back in 2012, Only in Japan, but uh, basically there was a Monster Hunter puzzle title that came out for the PSP, kind of similar to the mechanics for uh, Super Puzzle Fighter, only with Monster Hunter cats. So, you know. Well, I know where my money's going. (laughs) You guys think based on this, it might be a free to play phone game, you think, or maybe possibly a, a release for consoles, maybe Nintendo, possibly?
1: I don't know i mean i i hope it's not like i hope they put a little bit more effort into it than that but
3: yeah but we'll have to uh, see. You, I, know. you know it seems like capcom's kind of reaching for this between monster hunter now and you know possibly with this title that uh you know just hope hope they maintain their uh, secret sauce for monster hunter games going forward so you know, I hate to see it, them trying to reach a Fortnite type crowd with Monster Hunter and maybe, you know, lose lose their, their way. I'm hoping you know, we'll see. Capcom's been knocking it out of the park at least the last few years, so we'll hmm. see what happens. Hmm. So, granted, you know, we're not talking about Exo Primal, but that game hasn't come out yet. But that's day one on Xbox Game Pass, so maybe it's, it's something that me and you, Des, could take advantage of. So, yeah, sweet. All right, that ends the new segment for this episode. Gentlemen, we've got to the end. Yay. Yay.
0: Yay. All right. Game nights take place every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so just jump into our Discord. We'll be playing games, or you don't even even have to be playing games. Like for the past few weeks, I've been cooking, doing other things until I was able to get to my console. If you just want to jump in and uh, just chew the fat with us, just yap, yap it up with us. If you dig what we're doing here on the podcast, we are more than you are more than welcome to join us every Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern and uh, rock out with us there as we play whatever game you want to bring to the table. If we don't have it, we can get it and we will we'll we'll do co-op multiplayer whatever. And uh, it's just a time for an opportunity for us to interact with the folks that are listening to our show. So you might be asking, okay, so how do I how do I join the game nights? Nice. Well, you jump on the old Twitter phone or your Twitter machine and you hit your Twitter app <laughs> and you hit us up on Twitter at gamingvessels at g a m v i n g a m i n g v e s s e l s. Tap the link to our Discord server there and you're in. So and we have a we have a daily news updates uh, or reposts rather uh, questions. Our members of our community are interacting with each other, uh, talking about games, different points of view. And if you'd like to jump into a community that. Has uh, about games but has varying points of view but uh, nobody is questioning anybody's legitimacy <laughs> or any of the nonsense that's going on on much larger social platforms, then uh, I would encourage you to give us a shot. We've got a nice little community there, bunch of friendly people, love gaming, love talking about games. We think you'll have a lot of fun there. So that's going to bring episode 207 to a close we hope you've enjoyed rocking out with us for this episode. So, for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Lover. That's me. A.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. That Gamer Step Daddy. And for Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise known as the Food Max of Gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar, I am Shonoff71, a.k.a. Digadoolamite. Purple bling bling, y'all. And we'll be back next time. Episode 208 for your ears.
3: Peace. Minute love.